This short Christmas edition of Into the Apex is brought to you by our sponsors, Bad Weather Brewing Company. Out of St. Paul, Minnesota, with craft brews like the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout or the Red Vein Red IPA. On tap or in the can, it's how endurance drivers celebrate post-race. Find your new favorite craft beer and order your mugs at badweatherbrewery.com. This episode is also brought to you by our racing fans at Great Hire Staffing. Whether you need help hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire can help. Hiring good people is hard work. Great Hire HR does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important, running your business. Check them out online at greathirehr.com. And finally, this episode is sponsored by Roscoe Wheels. Roscoe Wheels is confidence-inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence in quality meaning they want their customers to know what their wheels are produced for the highest standard and tested to be as strong as anything on the market and are designed to keep you safe. Confidence in self, meaning they want their styles and fitments to make customers feel the way you did when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes, giving you confidence in yourself when you show up, whether it be to work or any event, knowing you look awesome. Roscoe Wheels offers free shipping within Canada and flat rate shipping in the USA. Find your new look today at RoscoeWheels.com. And now the Into the Apex podcast on a holiday weekend featuring four Mad Sim Racing team drivers doing a little pre-race celebration for the Mad Sim Racing fun runs. Where the world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex podcast. And it's the Into the Apex podcast from MadSimRacing.com. Tyler, Bradley, Rob, and Patrick Stein joining us uh, this week uh, on a Christmas episode of Into the Apex as Mad Sim Racing and Mad Sim Racing team celebrates uh, the holiday with uh, some drinks and a little bit of fun running on iRacing and uh, then some official racing over the weekend. And uh, I think we're a few of us here are having uh, some celebratory beverages. I'm having a... Uh, Festivus Holiday Ale from Market Garden Brewery in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, something a little local for me. Uh, what's everybody else drinking, Rob? I think you've got something a little bit harder. Yeah, I got some Sailor Jerry's, which is a spiced rum, which is rather strong. Oh, yeah. And some eggnog. <laughs> I think that's appropriate. Patrick, I think you've got some local flavor up there. Yeah, I have a Goose Island uh, Beer Company. It's a special ale from... The White Sox ballpark that they usually give out during the season, but since there was no ba- well, you couldn't go to any baseball games. Figured I might as well buy some. Yeah, bringing it, uh, bringing it home. And Bradley, you're teetotaling it because you intend to do a little racing uh, through the night. And you, yeah, you don't wanna, yeah, you want to survive. Yeah. Um, although last night for the uh, Christmas bash, I had uh, some Bell's Lighthearted Ale. Which is a light IPA. Oh, going for the IPAs. IPA. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not much into the IPAs. A little too hoppy. Uh, I've had some face. I've, I've had them, and they make they they'll get my face tingly all, all proper, but uh, generally not not the greatest taste to me. Some people yeah. love them. Are obsessed. Oh with yeah, them. the the Bell's Two Hearted uh, IPA is my favorite IPA. That's a seven percenter. And this one is the light version of that. It tastes almost exactly the same, but it's 3.5%. Yeah. 
Is that a so is that a North Carolina that thing or is that no Bell's is I'm not sure where it's from, but it's not not local. Uh, I like the the local stuff, uh, all the Cleveland beers around here. And uh, we yeah, this is our second night of of celebrating because uh, Friday night, uh, the 18th of December, the Madison Racing crew had a uh, team only uh, celebration. We're gonna we've got a 10 or so minute video mashup of those festivities going up over the weekend on the team YouTube. And uh, that was, was some good times. We started out at the figure eight with the jump. It was it Irwindale and the uh, legend coops or whatever they are. And uh, that was interesting. I think it got a little old for us about after 20 minutes and we were ready to roll on to some other things and did some dirt racing with street stocks at Lanier dirt. And uh, actually uh, Bradley and I are not dirt racers. We've, we've not gotten in the dirt on iRacing. And I think Bradley, we were you were a little uh, surprised at how much you liked it. You got a little taste. Yeah, for it. yeah. Well, I've always tried. Uh, it's my first time trying anything dirt in over a year, and it's the first time, obviously, with the new wheel. So maybe the feel helped. But uh, yeah, I've tried the dirt late models because, as we've talked before, I think you and me uh, went to when we were young, uh, went to With Raceway and watched those dirt late models race. Um, so I wanted to try it out and I could just not, I couldn't figure it out. I got the car in the corner and it just totally bogged down and I couldn't get it through. But with the, at least with this, the, uh, I guess, what are they? Dirt streets? Street yeah. The, all three content is what we yeah. ran with. Yeah. Uh, they felt good. And, uh, seemed to me, it felt like they changed some stuff around with the dirt. Like they made the particle effects, uh, better. Yeah. It felt good. I mean, they were, they were the pretty, pretty basic, dirt cars i suppose i mean not sprint cars or anything along those lines and uh then what we do next we went to uh went to talladega with the cadillacs that was something else i really like that actually i never drove, <laughs> drove those cadillacs before but i would definitely do that again <laughs> yeah we mentioned uh a suggestion that they be used for like an iroc series because that's exactly what it felt like it felt like yeah. an iroc type car and I, I won that race. With, we had damage off, so it was chaos. I won that thing in the California Highway Patrol Cadillac. So that was the highlight of my night. And uh, I think everybody else, uh, some of us more than others, were a little bit chaotic, just trying to rush the field and take it four, five, six wide if we could. And uh, well, Oh, another thing we did, the first time I'd done this, Bradley, probably you too, I don't know about uh, Patrick and Rob, uh, we did the uh, pro light trucks at Phoenix uh, with the dirt uh, and pavement kind of road course mixed. Uh, never done that before, Patrick. You have, have have you guys done that before? No, I've never never done it. Um, I kind of wanted to try it, and after doing it that one time, yep, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same. I mean, they they look nice. Uh, I mean, it was interesting type of racing, but I just I felt like I couldn't really do anything. I mean, it just wasn't as fun as a as a regular road type racing. Yeah. This is going to dirt oval. This is going to be blasphemous to some sections of iRacing and the iRacing world, but uh, doing that particular one last night is the first time I felt like I was playing a video game, not a sim, a video game. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's a real type of racing, but. I, I felt like I needed, I felt like, in other words, that as we were doing that dirt jump, that I needed to collect some kind of coins in the sky for points as we were doing that, that session. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of that Mario Kart uh, track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got to uh, do the obstacle course or whatever, and you're racing. Like, I was expecting 
uh, Rob's truck to have uh, turtle shells uh, going around it and him fire one at me. That's what I was waiting for. Well, I'm going to err on the side of the opposite of everyone else. I had a fantastic time doing it, but I had done a little <laughs> bit of it recently anyway. And I also, like, I'll do sometimes just for fun, I'll run those Lucas Pro Oil trucks, or I'll, I even bought the Subaru WRX, and that one's even funner. <laughs> I don't know, just and, something about slide. Once you learn to get the sliding yeah. down and you can do it really controlled and get like a good flow around the track, it's impossible to do it and not feel like a badass. Yeah, I, I can see that. If you get it down and feel right with it, it's, I mean, it's out of control, which is awesome. Uh, and we had damage off and, and so that was nice. I was using uh, the wall in a certain section uh, to bounce and straighten myself out, kind of like how people were doing in the cup cars at Bristol over the, the spring and summer. Uh, to get an advantage. Um, I think the highlight, another highlight of the night was we went to Lime Rock uh, with multi-class racing, the Delara IR01, which I drove, and then the Volkswagen Jetta and the Volkswagen Bug rally car. That was the highlight. That yeah, was that really was... Fun. Like, that was the one point where, like, I couldn't see because my lenses were full of happy tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – I, I can't remember who it was, one of the other team guys. But uh, I had a good battle going for either the lead or – I think it was the lead, yeah, in the uh, Volkswagen Jetta, which uh, my personal car is a newer model Jetta. So that was pretty cool. Oh, is it? Roger. Yeah, it was Roger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had actually what he did. Uh, I was right on his bumper. He'd passed me for the lead. We were going down the straightaway there at uh, Lime Rock, and there was a uh, IRO1 stopped on the straight, and I was kind of drafting him down, so I couldn't see ahead of him in the VR or anything. And uh, he swerved at the very last minute and just perfectly deceived me where I just ran straight into that car. <laughs> well, from my point of view, you'll on the YouTube video, you'll see it from my view. I was a Delora 01. And uh, yeah, that the the closure of the gap on the Jettas was uh, like nothing else. I mean, obviously, I don't think it could get much quicker and, and instant as that. To where, and especially on live run, obviously, we did that by design. Uh, but that was a good time. We also had some uh, pretty good paint schemes. I think for some of our cars. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I know. I think Rob was uh, what Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh yeah, and you yeah. were uh, who? You were the Rock, the Rock, right? yeah. the Rock, the the People's uh, Door Jam. <laughs> yeah, that was the highlight. Starting in the grid and looking over to my left in VR and seeing the Rock staring right at me. The People's Engine, the People's Door. <laughs> one really good one though it was really long and you had to really look at it it's like something like the lower ball assembly joint or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and if you looked at the hood of the the car it had a picture of the rock with his eyebrow raised oh jesus and yeah, it's just his that. face <laughs> um so there is yeah, a whole YouTube video uh, going up of a little bit of each of the sessions that we ran. We got we started at about 8.30 and finished past midnight. And the uh, only thing that we didn't do that we thought we might do as we continued to have some beverages into the night uh, was go into an official open iRacing session and uh, get ourselves banned from iRacing. So that didn't happen for anybody on the team, and uh, I would call that an accomplishment. Yeah, that's probably um, right, rightfully so. Yeah, I think I think Rob, you were a little close to that. I think you were uh, our our last event past midnight was IndyCars 
old Indy cars at Charlotte. And I think uh, you said this morning that you didn't didn't quite know what was going on or have the reaction time to the oh, Indy car. Everything was moving so fast. And I just <laughs> like at that point I was so gone. Let, let me ask this: You're you're a VR racer. How is VR at that point? Oh, it's intense. <laughs> we've, we've unlocked a new VR experience, I yeah, think. Like for, just like, yeah. It's like motion blur hardcore. But like <laughs> it just makes me feel sick thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh to switch to let's switch to a more serious note. And uh and we we're a little we've got a little chip on our shoulder at Mad Sim Racing, especially three of us out of the four here. Uh myself, Patrick, and Rob. Uh, wrapped up a Saturday MTech race, uh, the Majors Team Endurance Championship. Uh, it's an excellent quality league uh, and, and organized racing uh, place, uh, Pacific Majors. Uh, we, they uh, have different entry fees and, and packages and passes to run all kinds of special events and series racing. And uh, we were excited to start the MTech. Uh, it's a three-hour endurance multi-class series that uh, runs once a month for a series of months. And uh, they have the Pro LMP2 class. They've got the Pro Pro Am uh, or Am GTE class, and they have the Am GT4 class. And uh, we entered a BMW GT4 in Am. Uh, the three of us, obviously, we're new to that organization. They don't know us. They don't know our team. Uh, so we're starting in the low ranks, I guess uh, you could say. But it's, it's still got some decent people, and, and we don't want to sell ourselves too short. So we. We had round one in November at Imola, and it was an interesting experience. We had some hard times there, uh, and we just ran this weekend, and you're just coming off of uh, Phillips Island, three hours of Australia, and uh, had an excellent start to the race. The first two hours, we were P2, P3. Uh, I did the first stint myself. Patrick took stint two, and Rob uh, jumped in for the final hour, and uh, something that we found to be true in, at Imola and something that is really being ch uh, chatted about after Phillip Island, not just by us. Uh, so I don't want it to sound like we're calling out the MTech series because we're thrilled to be there. Um, not so thrilled about the GT4 class, though. And uh, we had a rough time. We ended up, Rob, uh, and you can comment on it, uh, ended up more or less getting hit by the same LMP2 in the last hour at the same spot. And uh, we just had a bunch of issues, and I think not just our GT4 team, having issues with LMP2s being on the same track as the GT4s. Is that a fair combination? Um, but Rob, did, what were your thoughts? So you had the roughest stint uh, to finish that one out. It's so frustrating. And right now, like the discord for, for that league is just ablaze with people arguing. And I was even going back and forth with one guy for a little bit there because the people driving the LMPs don't really seem to want to have any type of self-reflection like there's when you're in the LMP, you have a lot more options. You can not pass someone. You can pass someone like when you're in the GT4, you have no choice but to let people pass you. Like there's no other alternatives. You have less choices of what to do and you can't maneuver as, or as quickly as anyone else. And everyone in that group doesn't seem to there's just no one seeing eye to eye. So I don't see it getting any better. Everyone's trying to say the GT4s are being too unpredictable, but at the same time, you can't be predictable as a GT4 in a lot of ways. Like, I feel like we're probably one of the more predictable teams on on course, but it just mm. in regards to other people, I don't know how they expect someone to stick on the racing line when they can't be reasonably certain that the people behind them are going to make predictable moves to pass them. 
So yeah, Patrick, Patrick, what are your thoughts on it for a sec? I said after the first race, well, I said during the first race, I think my exact words were, why the hell are GT4s out on the same track as LMP2s? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I'm a great racer. I'm not. But <laughs> I can stay on a line. Mm -hmm. These LMP2s who in this league are supposed to be pros. Okay. Yeah, we, we our team could not make an LMP2 entry just to, to, to put that out there. Our so. I ratings are not high enough. We couldn't do that. And that's fine. But they're just going all over. They're going, there's two of them going, one on the outside, one on the inside of us, going three wide where we shouldn't be going three wide. I, it, it, it's almost like in theory, like you would think the GT4s would be the least experienced. It's like it's the opposite. Yeah, as far as what happens, because I was noticing, I was telling you guys during my first stint, you were seeing it as you were uh, spotting. Uh, but the GT4, anybody that's driven that, and I think if you're driving an LMP or a faster class in some kind of multi-class series with a GT4, you need to buy and you need to drive the thing so you understand what it can and can't do. Uh, that thing will doesn't have the grip. Uh, it kind of pushes around. It's, it's like a faster version of the Mazda, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but it, it it wants to push around a little bit. So when you take a corner and you're trying to take it as optimum, optimum minimum, whatever the word is, uh, so when you're trying to take it as good optimum. as you can, there you go, we get it. Um, when you're trying to, to do what you can with it, you're going to do a little slide. And, then, and when you get into that in a certain on your line and you're taking a corner, you, you're there's no stopping it. The car is going to move right to left, left to right. Uh, it's not going to hug the ground as tightly as an open wheel car or the LMP2 especially. Uh, it's just not going to do that. So somebody, if an LMP2 is going to try to just sneak by you on the left or right, you're in some kind of corner or bend, uh, then you're, it's, it's very likely that you're going to push up into them or they're going to brush you or, or nudge you. And it's exactly what we saw happen. Yeah, that's pretty much the crux of it. Yeah, you're, you're definitely right. So that's that's some of the controversy that that followed that race, and uh, yeah, Rob was uh, going into the turn one down the hill at at Phillip Island, and and just got nailed twice and pushed engine first into the tire wall. So uh, we ended up uh, having a P two P three car, I would say P two, and uh, we ended up unfortunately in P six afterward. How many incident points do you think happened tonight for everybody? Everybody, uh, sixteen hundred. Oh, yeah. I would say oh, it's fifteen. It, how many incident points per person? No, it was fifteen hundred collectively for everybody there. It was twelve hundred at Imola. Or no, sorry, I got those backwards. Twelve hundred for tonight, and it was fifteen hundred at Imola. Mm. But if wow. you think about it, Imola has a lot more turns. So like people, that's not just people going instants. Like that's counting people just going off track and stuff, right? Like there shouldn't be that close at this track, given that how long of it is just big long bends and stuff. Like it's not that hard of a track. Yeah, it's definitely wider than I thought. Imola was a little more claustrophobic in most, almost all parts of the track. Yeah, for sure. Um. So I would have thought, you know, I would have thought we would have had a worse time in Emila. And we're going next to uh, in January, into January, to Road Atlanta. And uh, 
I mean, you've got the uphill turn one, you've got the S's. There's a whole sector there that's going to be treacherous with GT4s and LMP2s and GTEs trying to navigate around the slower cars. It's going to be a, a hell of a time. Yeah, it should be fun. <laughs> it's going to be, I mean, I will say I had fun at Phillip Island. I had fun in my stint. Um, but it's, uh, I mean, you're just, you're playing dodgeball out there with these cars and that's, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, I don't know that we would enter another season in GT4. I think we would try to do GTE or something else. And I'm wondering if, if a series like that is going to learn from, from trying a season with these kind of mixes of cars and are going to eliminate the GT4 and maybe go to a GT3. I think we all agree that might be a more reasonable choice. Yeah, it's the that's thing they could do. It's just this just isn't yeah. a winning formula unless you're going to start like driving way bigger tracks like on <laughs> stuff like that. Or yeah. or if you get rid of the LMP2s. That too. Yeah, GT3, GTE and GT4 seems reasonable. It's I found uh, tonight that I could navigate the GT uh, E's well enough. But uh yeah, I could not navigate the LMP2s. They would sneak up on me so fast I couldn't react, and I think that was true for everybody. So, And uh, to wrap up, or the last thing that we wanted to, to mention is uh, Mad Sim Racing is not a league, uh, but we're adding some more series types racing. We're uh, starting an MSR Grand Prix series in January. It's kind of a, an experiment, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Uh, but it's inspired by some F1 liveries on the Delora IR01. And uh, we're all going to basically take the role and, and fulfill our fantasy of being a Formula One driver. And uh, I think uh, myself, I'm going to be Alpha Tari. Rob is going to be Racing Point. Patrick's on the Haas. And uh, what are you guys thinking about the Delora IR01? I'm still a um, so far. I'm kind of nervous, but eh, we'll see. I haven't tried it yet, and uh, don't know if I'm gonna don't know if I'm gonna participate in that right now. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm intimidated by the R01, uh, but I think it's I think one of our team guys that's running uh, one of the Mercedes, Alex Matola, uh, described it really well, which is the cars are so fast that uh, something about them almost. Uh, almost kind of makes you feel like you're really racing. It's a really ra real racing experience. And it's that's true. I mean, when you hit full throttle on a straight, I tested at Interlagos the other night. I mean, you, you, it's just amazing, the acceleration. And it's going to be just kind of edge of your seat to be out there with other cars. And the standing starts are going to make us wet ourselves, I think. either wet ourselves or uh, the other <laughs> end of it. Yes. Yeah. One of the two, it's going to be, it's going to be beautiful or it's going to be really, really ugly. Uh, but it's, either well, way, it's going to be extreme. Well, didn't they say the cars were not meant for standing starts? Well, they're going to, well, we're going to be doing it. So I was going to say, here we are doing it. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. I was, I think my every, people, somebody actually said, I went to one of the sh uh, shakedown races for it in week 13 at Barcelona and somebody was disappointed that there wasn't a standing start because they did do iRacing did a rolling start. Uh, we may have to test that out before we actually do it in the uh, Grand Prix event. We're starting at Interlagos at the end of January 
but uh, it's going to be interesting. We're going to have, we still got some seats open. Uh, a lot of them are filled, uh, but it's going to be matching Formula One seats and paints and teams. So it's going to be a limited uh, availability. Uh, but anybody that's interested in it, check out the MSR uh, Grand Prix link on the madsimracing.com. And, and we still have an open sign up and uh, some teams open. I think we've got McLaren, is both, both of those seats are open. We've got a Haas. Uh, a racing point. We've got some of those that are still open. Uh, Alfa Romeo. Um, so we've still got some openings, but they're closing pretty quickly. Uh, so that's something coming up in uh, in January 2021 after the Daytona 24. But uh, yeah, it's been an interesting holiday weekend, and we're going to do some limited racing over the next week, but not too much. Uh, but as we finish our drinks here, we're about to go do some more racing tonight. And through the weekend, I think we're going to hit up uh, Spa on the road course here later tonight. Yeah, I think we're going to hit uh, Spa in the new BMW M4 GT3. Uh, so for the next podcast, we should have some impressions uh, available. I've only tested it at one place for like two laps. So same, yeah, same for me. Yeah. So uh, so that's where we're off to, doing some more racing. We'll give you our feedback on the uh, new BMW prototype on the next episode and uh, we'll see what iRacing has in store for us uh, so with a uh, cheers with our Christmas drinks and uh, the Mad Sim Racing Christmas celebration week- weekend continues uh, so until next time this has been Into the Apex we're all feeling good here and we'll catch you on the next show you've been listening to Into the Apex Apex Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.